Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead and tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor. It is Tuesday, July 30th. Our top stories for the day. Wes, our data breach expert, is going to fill us in on the Capital One and Equifax data breaches. Yeah, it's a DDB. Oh, not, as, not as exciting as it that? sounds. We'll get into it, but you might be a little disappointed, but it's, it is a DDB. I love, I love a teaser where you say I might be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a saucy S- teaser for a data breach. S- stay tuned for disappointment. Where'd you go to broadcasting school? I didn't. But I think you are a security expert. You were, you were chomping at the bit for this data breach story. Yeah, I wanted it. Wes loves security. <laughs> I do. Hey, by the way, guys, sorry about the heavy breathing on yesterday's episode. Oh, right. That's my bad. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was very excited. It's very excited. Tough we'll weekend? It it's a tough weekend. I was, I was <laughs> taping from New York. I was uh, just... Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's just, but thanks, for ever, thanks to everyone for letting me... We forgive you. For letting it slide. So Yeah. All right, and then uh, Pat and I will take us to the news buffet of other headlines. Take it away, Wes. All right, we got a double D breach for you to start your day, or a DDB. And uh, no, unfortunately, that is not as exciting or sexy as it sounds or what you're likely imagining in your heads right now. Mm. But you know what? To start the day, let's just go ahead and take a second to actually imagine some double Ds breaching their home. Go ahead, close your eyes, and imagine the buttons popping and the clasps snapping Ooh. as they breach their home like a majestic blue whale. From the deep, deep ocean. Here comes the breathing again. Here comes the breathing again. <laughs> that was a good image. I think. I think. Yeah. I think you all got it. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, that was excellent <laughs> imagery. I, lo- I like the bursting clasp. That was a nice, nice, nice uh, touch. Twelve hours ago. You sound horny, Wes. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on. Uh, no, the DDB is in fact a double data breach, and we're going to tell you what happened and also how to claim some monies that might be owed to you. So, mm. first off, Capital One has admitted that a hacker has gained access to over 100 million credit card accounts uh, earlier this year. Great. So, social security numbers, credit scores, addresses, credit limits—just a smorgasbord of personal information that could possibly fuck your life Wait, up in many, the wrong how hands. How many people? Hundred million. Over 100 million people were affected. Holy shit. Um, yeah. Wow. So a big breach. Uh, Canada was especially affected with over 1 million Canadian social security numbers compromised. And the U.S. came in second with over 140,000 social security numbers exposed. Exposed like a guy with a giant dick parading around the gym locker room, except unwillingly exposed. Like when my towel knot doesn't stick because I'm too fat for those goddamn skinny guy gym towels. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. You know? Well, that's a, that's a serious epidemic for fat guys at the gym. That's a that's a true uh, like uh, Big Ab should do one of those a, re- a unit knows uh, yeah, they yeah, have to hold the facts. corners of the towel, otherwise yeah. that thing's popping off. And all those other those skinny bastards are just walking around hands oh, free hands with their free. towels mm-hmm. just swinging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
hey, brushing by, their hair. By the way, Wes, I do have to say, when I took the recycling out earlier before we started the show, I opened your recycling bin, and there was uh, an undestroyed gas bill with your name on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just saying, you might want to think about if being our security expert. Cutting those things up before you throw them away. Well, Look. when you pour tons of beer cans on them, they get they get ruined. Yeah, there's that. So. There's that. Also, if you soak th- something in beer, it definitely ruins it. And then there's also the fact that, like at this point, I just assume that all of our identities are compromised and on the dark web at this point, right? I mean, that, like, yeah. and Robert robbers hate wet documents too. Yes, every company either gets breached or sells your data illegally at some point these these days. It just seems like that's the case. I'm going to log on to the dark web later, like I usually do from Wes's house after the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, I'll check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if they really want it, they can just go to, the, go to the mailbox. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, Not going to do it on my Wi-Fi. So, so a nerd named Paige Thompson, a former tech company software engineer, was able to nerd her way into the information via misconfigured web app firewall. That's right, nerds. It was a girl hacker. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so Ooh. many mad hackers right now. Yeah, or like horny hackers. Mm-hmm. No man, hackers and video game people—they hate females playing in their in their space. They really dislike it because it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah, and horny. You're right. Damn it, and you're around them. So uh, that was according to the Department of Justice. The DOG also said they think Paige did not use the information to commit fraud. So not exactly sure why she chose to go to jail for no reason. But it seems that no harm was done. Yeah, right. Um, uh, Capital uh. One will notify you if your information was amongst the most affected and is offering free credit monitoring and identity protection yeah. available to its customers. Yeah, yeah this, this beautiful super genius just stole all the data and then didn't get paid for it. That's, that's how it worked. I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. She 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 did indeed share uh, the fact that she uh, made the hack on GitHub. Um, so it may be logical that she also shared some of the uh, private information uh, elsewhere. I don't think so. Uh, I think she was doing it for the love of the game, for the love of the hack. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Um, and in the second uh, tit of the DDB, hmm. Equifax says it is going to pay out over $700 million to the over 145 million customers that were affected by the 2017 data breach, the largest ever. Different data breach, right? I believe so, yes. yes. Okay. Yeah, and an order handed down by the Federal Trade Commission, um, a number which equals a very nice dinner on Equifax, or around 125 bucks for most of those affected. Uh, however, some customers who had to spend time and money to either repair their credit, recover fraudulent charges, pay attorneys and accountants to get their shit in order following the hack can be compensated up to $20,000. And if you spent personal time dealing with this shit, they will pay you up to $25 an hour for up to 20 hours. So... I think Will brought up earlier that maybe you can get that for like personal turmoil. Of just yeah, just worrying, worrying about, it. about it. You just Time say you're spent stressed. looking at the ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. that's a lot of lost productivity when you were just extremely concerned about the data breach. Yeah. So so all you need to do is go to Equifax's website, follow their data breach tabs to find out whether or not you were affected and how to file your claim, and just put your information in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You must either um, opt out or in by November nineteenth. And all claims must be made by January 22nd. So it's certainly worth a shot. It actually took me a total of two minutes to find out I was one of the ones compromised and to fill out my claim for 125 bucks. Just check box two. Even if you're not sure, if you already have the free bullshit credit monitoring they're trying to offer you instead of the cash money, I will keep you posted on when. And if the check comes, and we will include the links for these steps in the blog, I know that money is going to go right back into Predict It, the number one site for making money on predicting politics online. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Let it ride, baby. That's yeah. what they say. Let it ride. So uh, going to the internet, uh, Mary Williams says, my info has already been sold. My debit card was used last week in several out-of-state fraudulent charges for hundreds of dollars. I had to file a police report, have my card canceled and reissued, and this could happen over and over. I want more than $125. I got news for you, Mary Williams. You did not have to file a police report, but you did. Yeah. So <laughs> we told you, we just told you what to do, Mary. Yeah. You can get your $20, 25 bucks an hour for your tor- turmoil and maybe some... Uh, you know, lawyer charges. And then uh, Jill Bedner says, try getting denied for a home equity line. They have me only having a year's worth of credit. Got rid of my good credit and put someone else's bad credit up <laughs> and can't even give me a ladder for the bank or a letter was what she meant to say. Letter for the bank. And then Equifax, Equifax responded saying, I understand the nature of your concern. I would like to help resolve your concern regarding this matter. I have sent you a private message in regard to your concern signed by a name that would certainly irk the fuck out of Jill if she had to deal with them for more than an hour. What are you implying? Yeah. I'm implying Jill doesn't want to be in the same country. Yeah. Might not be in the same country as this person. Jill Jill doesn't want to be routed to the to the international call center. No, she doesn't. No one does. That shit sucks. That's nah. it. Get your money. Also, Jill seems like like I don't know. There, that's a lot of claims that that that's a lot of victim claims on on a data breach right there. Yeah, they like, swapped my credit. Yeah, that 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 seems like maybe a little bit of a little little bit over the top. So I don't know. One hundred twenty five free bucks coming my way. Yeah, nice. All right, let's not take, technically free because your your information was exposed. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> let's take it over to the news buffet. I've never really had a job, so I've never really had benefits like insurance. And there's probably no chance of me collecting Social Security or having any type of retirement plan. But I hear from a few people that I do know with jobs that some of them have perks at their jobs like life insurance, which is sweet. But let's be honest, your workplace life insurance isn't going to cut it if something happens. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for life insurance online. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the right amount of coverage at the best possible price. The Policy Genius team can look at your workplace life insurance and help you decide what else you might need and what you don't. They also do home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance, which once I own a house or a car, and when I eventually get hurt, I'm going to use the shit out of. So remember, workplace life insurance policies are better than nothing, but not quite enough. Head to policygenius.com today and find out how to supplement your workplace life insurance to better protect you and your family. Policy Genius, it's like a classy buffet made of life insurance, one that has prime rib and shrimp. And what could be more delicious than that? Policy Genius. Daily news. That baby juicy taste. All right. Another big day is upon us. The second round of Democratic presidential debates is set to kick off at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight in Detroit. So be sure to tune in to our live feed before the debates. I think about 30 minutes before. Uh, And then during the commercials, we'll recap what happened uh, during the last section. And then we'll do a quick recap afterwards. So PFD will be calling in live on the scene in Detroit before the start. It's going to be electric. He still hasn't invited us to the debates, huh? No, but he's going to be there. Yeah, oh, no, he'll be there. He though. gets the travel. We we mm-hmm. we we do we'll the, a- we do the sweaty garage and the live feed. Hot garage. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. We're we're not. Nice you know, yeah, we're cool. Shit rolls downhill, Wes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> what's his social security number? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, up on night one, we will have the mother wolf, Marianne Williamson, the underdog, Tim Ryan. The accepting mom, Amy Colbertshire, the Indiana whiz kid, Pete Buttigieg, old man socialism, Bernie Sanders, always seems to be screaming Elizabeth Warren, cool dude, Beto O'Rourke, 
Weed Governor John Hickenlooper, poor, poor John Delaney, and new guy nobody knows, Steve Bullock. So mm-hmm. that's who's on the was, docket tonight. That was well put, Will. Did anyone see, uh, was it Klobuchar who, who was uh, pandering for donations on, on the internet? Yeah, she's gotten in some hot water since the last debate. I forget exactly yeah. what it was, but yes. Her, her, her call to action was just so weak. She's like, I just, I need to, will you please donate? It's like, mm. no, not with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, you got to be, yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> you got to be confident with that request. Yeah. You're a politician. It's going to be great though. So, so uh, we're going to be uh, live. It's going to be a live webcam feed from the garage, Will and Reno. And uh, we're going to be watching along with you. So you can have your computer up. And then during the commercial breaks, you can turn us up. We'll do a recap, talk about some candidate stuff, then tune in for the pre-show. And then we'll do a little post post wrap up. But uh, we're going to make politics exciting tomorrow. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah. And most importantly, make sure to go to predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20 today to get a $20 match on your first deposit. And you can make some wagers on the debate lines with us tonight. Uh, and the best ones to bet on that I've been having fun with are who's going to gain the most or drop the most. So mm-hmm. yeah, you want to buy tomorrow during the afternoon before the debates and just bet who's going to be the hottest because you can you can make some serious cash depending on how their, their performances are. Yep. yep. Yeah, or you right, can well, have lots of shares already and just be convicted to your bets. Either way, have fun. Yeah, this is I'm, I got a problem, and it's, the name of it is predicted. Look, let's <laughs> let's let's move on to another story. As, as we touched on lightly yesterday, there was a tragic mass shooting in Gilroy, California, on Sunday at the Gilroy Garlic Festival, and the shooter, whose name we will not mention, is confirmed to have bor- been born with an invisible penis, while at the same time having a micro penis. Oh. It's also assumed that he's a coward and that he hates garlic. He's a, he's a vampire. Yeah. He's a vampire. Yeah. The 19-year-old shooter was shot dead by police, which is a fate, honestly, that's too good for him. He killed three and wounded more than a dozen with an AK-47-style assault rifle, which was purchased on July 9th. Uh, and in a shocking surprise, it was revealed that the shooter was into posting about white supremacy on social media. Ah. Uh. That is shocking, isn't it? Out of left field there. Yeah. He was encouraging folks to read a racist manifesto called Might is Right or the Survival of the Fittest, which was published in 1890 under the pseudonym Ragnar Redbeard. So, you know, the ideas <laughs> contained within are not batshit yeah, crazy. It just and- doesn't, like, like, how is the Garlic Festival a target of a white supremacist? It seems like Garlic Festivals would be like, I don't know, like mostly well, white people. Yeah, I, I think this guy just wanted to kill. Here's what we know is that he really did, in fact, hate the Garlic Festival. Uh, I guess he lived three miles from the Garlic Festival. It had been going on since 1979. And he, he had he had tweeted out or put on social media, Aye, Garlic Festival time. Time to get wasted on overpriced shit. So, yeah. See, she just sounded like a fucking loser outsider. Just an asshole. You get enough cups thrown in your yard over the years, starts to starts to wear on you. Yeah, yeah you just got to go get that AK and deal with it. What Whatever a motherfucking piece. Yeah, what a dick. Hey, Everyone knows a guy like this. He's an angry 19-year-old outsider. And if you see someone like that, have a fucking conversation with them. I mean, this has to stop. Yeah, That's what I do. I just seek these people out for conversations. Is that what you do, Wes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, something's got to happen, though. It's, it's, it's absurd at this point. Wes just won't make eye contact with him. It's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, he, he pretends he's on the phone. You're the problem, he's a, Wes. <laughs> he's a freak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, Cersei Baez, a.k.a. the Pink Lady Bandit, has been apprehended in Charlotte, North Carolina after robbing at least four banks along the East Coast in Pennsylvania, Delaware, and then, of course, North Carolina, where she got caught. Uh, They called her the Pink Lady Bandit because she wore a hot pink purse and a couple of the stick-ups. 
And basically, she'd walk up to the register. She wore sunglasses and, and carried a purse. And then she'd like hand the teller a note that said, give me all the cash. While her accomplice, a man named Alexis Morales, stood by on the lookout with a gun pointed at the teller. Then they got the money and they left and go to another bank, rob that one. Um, so since they did it in multiple states, they're completely fucked with multiple state charges and federal charges. So just uh, all around, they're done. But they had a good run. I, I would kind of be really pissed if I was Alexis here because, I mean, they didn't give them any credit in the naming of the bandits. No, definitely yeah. not. They didn't. It, it could have just they could have called it the Pink Bandits and the no, dude. No, in fact, it's not even yeah. pluralized. It's Pink Lady Bandit singular. That's it. That's disrespectful. He has no spot He's, in the name. He's the muscle. That's fucking disrespectful. I mean, he's putting in the work, but he's getting no respect. Yeah, man. Something needs to change there. Poor guy. Maybe when they get out of jail. Donald Trump got his pardon on yesterday, y'all. He he was issuing pardons left and right. He uh, he pardoned five people and commuted the sentences of two others. All the lucky bastards were convicted of nonviolent crimes. Many of them were drug related. You got Ronin Nahami, who was sentenced to 20 years in 2015 for conspiring to distribute a synthetic drug known as Spice which is mm. fake weed. Mm. Uh, then there's Ted Sewell, whose pardon seems to be a political favor to former Arkansas governor and father of Deep Sarah, Mike Huckabee. Yes, yeah, Sewell was convicted in 2016 on four counts of bribery after prosecutors said he took part in a scheme to increase Medicaid payments to his company. So mm. glad that guy's out. Oh, but uh, you but, know, but, he's just a good old boy. He's just a good old boy. We were friends before he did the fraud. And that come Medicaid on. fraud, it's not a let big him, deal. Let him out, will <laughs> you? As you get older. <laughs> let him out, will you? you're a man, you have less friends. And when you, He's in my poker game. But by far the luckiest bastard of them all was our boy Michael Tedesco. And Michael was convicted in 1990 of drug trafficking and fraud. And why is Michael so lucky, guys? Well, this is because his, this is his second presidential pardon. Yeah, that's right. President Obama had already pardoned him back in 2017, but due to a clerical error, his fraud conviction uh, remained, which prevented him from getting the state licenses he needed for his car warranty business. So, mm-hmm. what? Ah. So you got to re-pardon yeah. him so he can start another fraudulent business. Yeah, he got pardoned, <laughs> then he came back for seconds. Man, what a lucky bastard. This is the guy that, that calls me on like a robocall and says, do you know your car's warranty is up? Oh, yeah. You know, like oh, those yeah. fucking calls. And I'm like, I don't even have a car. Yeah. I, I keep telling you that. Yeah. <laughs> No warranty. No I, car. I like to dial through a lot of times and then threaten the person on the other end. That's what I like to do. The other day, someone told me to pull up. I bet you won't. And I was like, I might pull up. I've done that uh, to an IRS guy. They, they call you and say that your social security is like, you know, you're fraudulent. I called him back and I, I went through the whole process with him. And at the end, um, I, I told him, I was like, you know what a piece of shit you are? And he goes, you know what the motherfuck you are? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was on speaker with my kid in the car. I called him a cockroach. They do not like it when you waste their time. No, they don't. They hate it. That's time they could be using to fraud or defraud. Excuse me. That's amazing. You guys need to record yeah. some of these irate customer service calls next yeah, that's time. That's funny. All right. Uh, uh, the TSA team at Baltimore Washington International Airport had a fun find on Monday. A military missile launcher. The whole mm. deal. Um, just uh, They found it while scanning checked bags, so it was checked, uh, and tracked down the owner who claimed he was bringing it home as a souvenir after being on military duty in Kuwait. So, He's like, you might be like, can I keep this? Right, yeah. Is anyone going to miss this? I'm going to take this with me. Yeah, I mean, he said it was just, it's, a, it's a keepsake. He's going to put it on his mantle at home, I guess. I don't know. You're, um, you're packing a launcher, huh? Yeah, packing a just... It's just a launcher. Anyways, it wasn't live. The missile wasn't live, so that's good news. 
Uh, so basically, no harm, no foul. They uh, questioned the guy, confiscated the missile launcher, turned it over to the local authorities, and then they let him go after a couple hours of questioning because it seems like he really was just taking home a souvenir. Yeah, that's a, that's a bummer because imagine how fucking cool he would have looked when his buddies were like, "You got anything from the war?" He's like, "Ah, man, just this fucking missile launcher." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's <is> cool. <laughs> All right, guys, Celine Dion's inner circle is freaking out because her, quote, boy toy and backup dancer Pepe Munoz is methodically isolating the Titanic singer from her friends and the rest of her team. Yeah, an inside source told Page Six, quote, Pepe is like her boy toy who is really trying to take over. He's isolating her and people are feeling it. She's in love with this guy and listens to everything he's saying. People go to him when they have questions. He's fully taken over. Yeah. Mm. And then another source said, it's crazy. She knows he's gay and is accepting of it. She needs someone close to her and she fell in love. He turned into a Renee type. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Which brings me to my next point, guys. Renee, her former <laughs> manager and husband who died in 2016 of cancer at the age of 73, a.k.a. dying of old age, was married to Celine, who's 51. So a full 26 years younger then Renee. Mm -hmm. uh, also, he became her manager when she was 13 years old. But for some reason, people are shocked that she's making strange relationship choices. And that's going to do it for Hard Factor. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hey, do us a favor if you got a chance and uh, give us a uh, review on iTunes, maybe a five star. I don't know. Uh, also, follow us at, at Hard Factor News on Twitter, Instagram. Will's handles at Hard Factor Will. Wes is at Hard Factor Wes. I'm at Hard Factor Pat. And then there's at Hard Factor Mark, who was off tonight. Make sure to tune into our live debate stream tonight. We'll be tweeting the link all day. Uh, and oh, yeah, have a great fucking day. See you later, yeah! Who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop, who jewels got pop, who mostly goes down to the blue top. The same old pimp, mates, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on a blimp. Guarantee a million sales full of love up. You don't believe I'm all the world, double up. We don't play around, it's a bet, lay it down. Cause they didn't know me 91, bet they know me now. I'm the young Harlem with the Goldie sound. Can't no PhD, slow me down, cooler. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay Low blow like hootie, true pimp, spin no dough on the booty. Yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. They want from me.